Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Connor McCann and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont. So for the Star Wars fans out there, you'll realise that this is episode 66 for all the nerds. Uh, previously, obviously we had 65, which was Fast Facts. Nigel talked us through some facts from the Fast franchise and there was quite Say a few. Say that quickly three times. I will not because I can barely <laughs> speak this morning as, as you can tell. We're recording very early this morning. It's very early. Um, yeah, so... We'll just jump into it, folks, as always. So, what's new with you guys? Uh, I'll kick things off. Will I? Go yeah, ahead. Go for it. Um, took my wife's daily driver, the A4 two-liter turbo pedal cabriolet, to my good friend Andy Maxwell's new business premises. He's actually went out on his own as an independent specialist. Yeah, glad to see it. He is now called the Forge Garage, just outside or between Ballygown and Money Ray. Um, went and got it left in for a time belt change water pump service check over interesting thing happened um when you say interesting i know this isn't going to go well (laughs) yeah well i think i sent you a photo of it didn't i I don't think so i don't think i spoke to you from last weekend right okay probably sent enough of each other last weekend so i left it off with andy on monday which was his first day opening the garage Mm -hmm. and just for uh but information andrew worked to Volkswagen specialist and carried off Terry McAvoy for 15 plus years. There's two people I would take my car to for Volkswagen specialist, Dubtech, Balamoney and Andy Maxwell. Just their complete knowledge of the VAG range, basically. Yeah, so, it's hard to get and something yeah. you can trust. So it's great to see Andrew out in his own now, doing his thing and just wish him all the best in his future endeavours. And Absolutely. No better man. I'd say he'll be alright. Yeah. Uh, no, so get back to my wee story here. Time belt, I just thought oh, I'll put, put a time belt on because I couldn't be sure whether it had been changed or not. Mm. So on Monday afternoon, I got sent a photo via WhatsApp from Andrew. Good thing you changed your time belt. Ooh, Ooh nice. And so, sh- this photo will go up on social media, I'm sure. So what we're looking at? A retaining bolt that fell off and... There's a big gouge in the belt. Just a big gouge in the middle of the belt. And Andy basically explained to me... If that time belt or the hole in the time belt had been the bottom pulley wheel at some stage, that'd be the most pressure point on it, uh-huh. and it could have snapped at any point. Ooh, nice! Launched the engine basically. I'm gonna go with that not being good. So good call by Nige to get the time belt changed. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like if it hasn't been done in your time, I don't tend to trust even see service history in cars. I take it all with a pinch of salt because I've seen some people forward stuff like that i haven't done it i will add and no one's going to believe me with that but i've seen it done i've seen mechanics forge it for friends and it's just like i don't trust any of that shit yeah it's always good have a look at it and if you're not sure just get it swapped out yes like a certain focus that i bought from a certain dealer that had a service oh yeah allegedly but there was black filters in it oh yeah oh excellent always emo filters yes <laughs> so you're glad you got that done anyway i'm yeah. sure uh, got that done so big shout out to Andy and all the best for the future and guys if you got uh, a VAG car and sort of German cars he doesn't want to push it other German cars I don't know maybe he does I don't know let him decide but yeah we should have him on because he's absolutely knowledge on old Quattro stuff yeah well yeah. sure that he's been coming on for the last two years for the uh, podcast it's definitely he? his fault he's still researching the quattro <laughs> you know. I think he's I busy having three children and yeah. a business to run <laughs> <laughs> um, second bit of news basically the Q5 is now my daily driver so I decided to engage the services of Robin Studio 10 I've seen this yeah 
So uh, done a highlight reel on the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped it down the on Tuesday past. Andy, did I say Andy? Yeah, did, Robin. Yes, sorry, Robin. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are two. When it comes to detailing, those are two very different people. opposites, is yeah. what you're saying, Connor. <laughs> Andy's detailing would be my Andy would be silicone spray, <laughs> silicone spray, and eye over the dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to leave it up to Robin to get a. It was very swirly the paint on it. Um, it had been well maintained. The car is washed every week, but not the correct washing procedure, so it was very swirly. And I just thought to myself, it'd probably take me two days to detail it myself, and I would probably do a sixty percent job that I wouldn't be happy with. And I've wasted two of my two of my own days. Yeah. Um. Plus, Robin can ceramic coat, which is an absolute no brainer when you go that far down the line. The older I get, the more I realise that. You should do things like that. You know, as in, like, I could spend... Take it to the expert. Yeah, because I, I, I could spend so much time and balls about and get it 60% of the way there than just bring it to someone who can get it right. The way I looked at it, that was two days of my own time. So whatever your hourly rate is, yeah. that's the way I look at it. To make a 60% job, I just went, I'm going to leave it to an expert. Yeah. So dropped it off to Robin. So he done a full uh, Studio 10.2 package. So that was, uh, I think it was a f- cut. I don't know. I'm not Some sort of light paint correction, anyway. It was it wasn't a full paint correction. It was a sort of halfway house, I think. Robin will probably shout at the radio here. Um, so he done a, a paint correction of sorts, and then he also done the glass package, which Lee's a big fan of. It's my favorite. Um, did you didn't see the wheel arches? Yes, uh, were absolutely bogging. Was it Paul McGrath message saying absolute perfect yes. to clean inside the, uh, the wheel arches? Yeah, <laughs> it's just the tense of the detail, like in around the filler cap for the fuel it's just like this is a new car is it a, a lot of the newer Volkswagen Audi stuff and I assume it's the same as other modern cars as well have like a like a carpet nearly inside the wheel arches is oh that, I, yeah, yeah so it just captures all the yeah. dirt yeah. yeah so got that all done and then he, he finally put on the ceramic Mavinci I think it's C16 coating so I think it is a two to three year mm-hmm. sort of Lifespan. I, yeah. Um, you, you keep maintaining it by using Bath Plus, uh, like a ceramic shampoo, and then there's ceramic top-up detailing I, spray you can use. Lee is like the ultimate test of how much that should be maintained, because Lee doesn't maintain it. Not particularly. And on the Sirocco, it was the same. You had it done, and you I did... was better at maintaining the Sirocco than I have been with the Superb, to be fair. What do you mean, and by getting me to wash it? The Superb is fucking enormous. Yeah. It oh. takes 10 times longer it's to barge. wash. It's a barge. I can't reach the roof. I can't clean the roof myself. I'm not tall enough. So it's just like... <laughs> I remember Robin saying... Like, I sent him a video one day of the beating after I'd washed the Sirocco. And he was like, do you maintain that? And I was like, nope. Have you ever done any blah, blah, blah? And I was like, nope. And he's um, like, that shouldn't be doing that. What do you wash it with? Like- <laughs> Maguire's Gold Class. <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> once a month. <laughs> it's mad. Because he was saying about his like citrus sprays, you know, to like yeah. clean it out and that kind of thing. And I'm like... And it just works. Well, I, I noticed when I had the Edition 30, um, I think about every month or two, I would use RNX, so decontamination. Uh-huh. That really helped bring the gloss back. Probably should do that in yours at some point. Yeah. It's just getting the time. It's a lot of work, though. It is. <laughs> Send it back really to Robin. So, so you're a happy man. I'm a happy man. I, uh, I picked it up. I actually used the train to go back and forth here. Train was pretty good. I suppose you get the pensioners and- discount, not do you? <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. It'll be Wednesday special. Yeah, so I went up after work. I'm just moving on here. I went after work on Tuesday, dropped it up and got the train back to Belfast. And then on Thursday, and I got the train up again. Look at me talking about my train journeys. That's nice. I like it. But here, the train, 35 minutes from Belfast to Ballymena. Do you know what? See, and this. And there wasn't a junkie to be found on the train. 
What about under the train? Don't know. They're nice. No. Oh, no, Wi-Fi and all of them. Oh, it's like modern. Not like yeah. Northern Ireland to have stuff like this. The only thing with problem with the train in this country is there's no infrastructure. Like you can go like about six places and that's it. Yeah. And, and most of it's based along like the East Coast. Adding into the depths of like, you know, the wilds down where like Jamie Hill and those boys live. There's, there's like nothing out there. Thistles and briars and stuff. Well, like, why, why, that's, why that's, that's why. Why, why are you going to look at thistles and briars? <laughs> look at Jamie's mini. <laughs> Um, yeah, so great job done by Robin. Uh, good as time as ever to mention that uh, Studio 10 is our official Reload podcast sponsor. So if you want something like Nigel got done, you can't get it done because he's closed the 25th of July. He's off on his holly bobs. Man loves a good holiday. <laughs> um, he he uh, also provides uh, parts as well. He does racing line parts and he provides mechanical services and restoration services as well. So give him a shout. He's at Studio 10 Detailing. On and all social media basically yeah he's all over it and and while he is off you can't actually avail of some services yeah because he is 20 percent off his foundation pro course which is an online training service yep so i've used that it's very very good now very yeah informative. i think stefan was talking about using it the other day yeah. he's mentioned it a few times so say he'll jump on that shortly yeah. and there's also a discount code for geon products if you purchase that as well i don't actually know what the discount code is if it's a reload one or something but just type something stupid and he'll give you 20 percent off if it's on so Tell him Lee sent you. Discount I'm taking codes. nothing to do with that. Discount codes. I love Robin. I love Robin. Yeah. I know we'll come up with something stupid. Shiny, Lovely fella. The discount well, code is Shiny Yokes 1. Monster 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Big shout to Studio 10. Yep. Is that you for your news then? Yep. Lee, what have you been up to? Not a massive amount, um, but I did get two new tatters on the Sepoib. Because one safe. of them was uh, not, not in great shape. Not very safe. Say. Camber or just completely bold? Camber. New cars are a nightmare. It was the back. Yeah. Weird. New cars are a friggin' nightmare. Yeah, Gavin Black said that last year. Do you remember you, the fronts was the yeah. same? The fronts so. of my old A4. Just Were the dead. inside edge? I got a line twice. Still, As your man in the tower place said to me, he was like, it needs a line. And I was like, it's been done. It, I don't think it's possible to do it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's it just, that's the way they are. When... When Lee's rubbed the front tires off itself, remember last year in the driven run, Gavin stuck it on. He was like, that thing's in alignment. He says, yeah, it's not. it's intolerance. I, that's what he said. It wasn't exact, but I mean, it's within everything's green. And he got it to bang on and was like still doing it. So hmm. I'll hit yoke. Must be. <laughs> so anyway, yes, two new, I think they're Yokohamas or Hankooks or something. Anyway, um, and I got the, them swapped front to back, so. Hopefully it'll do me for another wee while. Lovely. Um, got it serviced as well the day before Euro Treffin, which was a bit of a nightmare because we had all the running around to do and then I didn't have the car. <laughs> um, so that's another good job. And it turns out my DSG service is up like fairly soon. And I was like, could you not have told me that when I booked the service? And then I would just got them both done together. Nigel, could you recommend anyone to do that? I can recommend the Forge Garage. Proprietors Andrew Maxwell, he offers all sorts of services, including DSG. Services. And, Sounds like and a not great detailing. Lab. Not detailing, though. It's a service he does not provide, nor do you want him to provide. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so, yeah, I probably will take it, Andy, because I know or I understand when the dealers do the service, they only do the oil, and I'd rather have the oil and the filter done. They don't do the filter and mm-hmm. do the service? Yeah, that's a thing on the DSGs, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps not. Big up the independence. You. Uh, is that you? I think so, yeah. 
I I have a right bit I've been up to. So the debacle with the Jetta rolls on. So the Kim Kardashian spec ass transplant has happened. Um, well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, it's, the it's, removal has happened. Aye, Kim has no arse at the minute. So got the back end cut off the donor car. Bought spot well drill bits and the wee cutters and things like that. Absolute game changer for anybody wanting to remove a panel like that. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, spent my time busy picking around the panel. You know, you know when you think you're like you don't really know where everything is, and all the spot wells are kind of covered over. And I looked at the end of the chassis leg and was like, oh, eight spot wells, happy days. Drilled those out, still wouldn't move. Turned out there was nineteen around it. <coughs> yep, and that was a theme. Lovely. Yep. Thanks, Volkswagen. Um, Find the spot. Well, wasn't so much a spot weld as a seam weld, really. Pretty much. Yeah. Of where where's Wally? It's where's Weldy? Where's Weldy? <laughs> Weldy was everywhere. Um, yeah. So got it all unpacked apart, and then decided right rather than just ripping it all off because it might need the ends of the chassis legs or bits of the end of the quarter panel, the bottoms and stuff. I just used my new favorite tool, the sawzall. So did you see this? The what? The sawzall. Sawzall. Yeah, it's literally, I think it's an American term, but... It's Mil- a reciprocating saw. Basically a reciprocating saw. Milwaukee have that Lee bought me for Christmas. Hmm. I swear to God, mate, I have never seen something that oh, eats that's through. that's the one with the big... Yeah. yeah. You might have seen them on the internet, potentially with dildos on the end of them, but yes. Well, go go there, Connor, but you <laughs> took it there. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's uh, absolutely amazing. I had, from start to finish, I cut the back end of that car off in 13 minutes on my own. That was three quarter Did panels. Did you show yee-haw when you finished? No, but it was in my head. It was very, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. Inner America was... So got everything cut off. Um, then I started on Lee's car to try and pick it apart. And my God, the shit show that has happened with that car. Because someone has replaced the back panel already. Which is why it's so bad. Because they half-assed it when they were doing it. Um, anywhere there was a spot weld should be through the two panels. They've essentially overlapped them and just tacked them at the joints. And most of it was held together with seam sealer. Yeah. Like, so when I was going looking, so I, the process would be wire wheel back the paint, look for the spot wells, because you can usually see where the paint stays in the center of the spot wells. I wire wheeled it all back. There was nothing. I'm like, what the fuck are these? So I started to look around, look around, and then I sort of realized what they'd done. But obviously you don't want to cut away too much. So you're like, basically like cutting the center out of the panel and working your way towards the edge, trying to find it. And it was just, it's the slowest process of a thing. All because someone fucked up before and didn't do their their job or the job properly. Um, I say most of that back panel was stuck on with seam sealer as opposed to weld. Yeah, just glued it on basically. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, Class. a few tacks to hold it in place and then slap the shit over it. So the bottom of the the tops of the chassis legs were fine. The bottoms of the chassis legs from about halfway down them and maybe an inch back have rotted and they've like cut the flange off where you would weld to stupidly. So. Thankfully, the donor car, everything's really solid and that. So just set them in, weld them up and put the panel on. But yeah, it's a classic case of like, well, I was going to say it's a classic case of someone doing something they don't know what they're at. I don't know what I'm at, but I've done enough research that I know I will do it correctly as opposed to these fucking Hallions. And I can't work out if it was done four years ago or 24 years ago. So I don't know who to be mad at. Not that it would do anything, but I'm just like, I need to vent my anger on someone. You'd like a timeline to oh, yeah. see where it went wrong. So, and it's this kind of thing. That panel hasn't been available from 2000, I think. You know, so getting one, obviously, is a right while. It could have been a second-hand one. I don't know, but it's just so badly done. Um, And then I had to stop in the middle of that because the Bora is GMOT. Mm-hmm. So. No, hang on. The board is not just GMOT, is it? It's GMOT. It, needs, it? M- it needs MOT. It needs MOT, yeah, you're right. It okay. does, yeah. 
It definitely doesn't need MOT since last August. But okay. it needs MOT. So being the responsible coroner I am, I'm MOT problem or prepping it. Um I needed two front wheel burns and I actually done the burns last year or at least one and I wasn't confident in doing it. Um usually for that stuff I would get Stefan to press him in now because he's a press anyway. And I think he had COVID then and couldn't do them or something. There was Maybe. something and I was never really confident in it anyway and then they weren't great. I, I don't know. I this last while they've been a bit kind of noisy, so I stuck two wheel burns into it. Uh, I rebuilt the back caliper last year. I didn't want to, and then our friend Jeremy was like, "Oh, they're easy to rebuild. Rebuild it, blah blah blah." Ended up buying like a thirty-five pound pair of circlip pliers that broke on the first attempt because they were cheap Chinese shite. I got thirty-five. Cal- were they not cheap? Uh, well, they were dear Chinese shite then. Um, <laughs> no, they were cheap. They were only like 14 quid or something. I thought they were 30 quid. No, I bought them on oh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. then they're fair enough. Even better, they were cheap Chinese shit. But then. they did break on the first go, so. And I ended up having to like regrind the point of them in. And use what them. noise did you make when they broke, Connor? I was angry. Was that there was, silence, Lee? That, yeah. was, that was during the heat wave last summer. I was an angry boy. Um, What's the swear word you go to in moments like that? I wouldn't like to say it. Begins with C. It's the C word. It's definitely the C <laughs> word. Like, yeah. Um, You're like Carl Urban and oh, the I boys. So angry. Like, how many times did they say the C word? Have you watched the boys? No, you? I've heard about it, but oh, I haven't seen it. Watch the boys. Um, but ever since I rebuilt it, I haven't been happy with it, and it, the handbrake has just been <laughs> balls in the bite. What are you laughing at? So. I was just thinking my dad was very inventive with the swear words. Yes. <laughs> His partner said one day she heard coming from the garage, fucking dog wank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, you are a curse. <laughs> um, yeah, so we changed the back caliper then and readjusted the handbrake and that literally sorted out all the problems. So basically they were both handbrake like the wee arms in the back of the calipers were pulling on when you pulled the handbrake mm-hmm. but one was set lower than the other so I don't know it's obviously something I messed up with so needless to say I'll not be doing that again I'll just buy a caliper um, what else would we do oh I have an apology to make to previous Connor or past Connor he didn't fuck me this time he greased the bolts so I was taking everything apart oh lube is life Connor it is indeed can lead to life as well mm-hmm. it's the job um, Richie Brown then he buffed the headlights, which had went yellow as they do in plastic Mark IV headlights, which was nice. Then the next thing was an engine management light, which I was convinced was the O2 sensor because there's a decat on it and plugged in VAGCOM. No response from the, the OBD2 port. I was like, oh, this is absolutely brilliant. And lucky enough, disconnect the battery for 15 minutes, put it back on. Perfect. And no need to do that. It turned the light off as well, so it didn't even have to do anything with Vagcom. Fantastic. It's like, well, there you go. Love it. Love a wee symbol fix I got. So it's pretty much, oh, it needs a sump. So I, that weepy, is it? It's taken a few licks. The Not a lick of the buff. No. Um, it's weeping in three different places. And it looks like if you looked at it too hard, it would crack. So place that for MOT then? I'm going to chemical metal for MOT. And there's a reason. Because... The aluminium sumps are an absolute bloody fortune and they crack all the time apparently when you smack them off the road so I want to put a steel sump on it from a Mark 3 so I was talking to Paul Glennon he did this the problem that leads to is um, when you pull the sump off in a Mark 3 there's a separate plate that covers the bottom of the gearbox that is actually integral to the Mark 4 aluminium sump so if I put one on I'll need to make up a plate and I just haven't got time at the minute 
So my plan is I'll buy the sump, plate it, and then just swap it over some weekend. So for now, I'm just going to rub a wee bit of chemical metal into like, it's like a wee hairline crack, but it's just weeping through it kind of thing. So you cleaned off a brake cleaner, and within a few minutes, you just start to see it again. And then within an hour or so, it's just kind of wet around it. So that's like, this will be the third sump on that car. Mm. Yeah. Going well. Um, going well. Like, it's not even low. That's the thing. But our roads are pretty shitty too, and I do drive it hard. So yeah. It's, but those aluminium sumps, as you know, like, you touch them at all, and they just tend to shatter. Stefan was impressed, because he says when he got under it, the actual sump had kind of, like, bellied in slightly, which you would get with a metal one. Usually, when you had an aluminium one, it just puts a hole in it. So I'll be driving it easy for the next wee while, just in case I do hit another wee tap, and it just decides to let go. Do you get a date for MOT? I December. Cool. Well, I'm just going to have to go and get a cancellation. So I want my plan is it's, to have the car sitting ready. absolutely ridiculous. It is, yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of the, what do you call them, when the exemption certificates are all run to an end. Yes. Because remember I said in May, oh, I got a date for four weeks for the Mark yeah. 1. It seemed to be in June. That just ended. Yeah. And then it was, all just, the three, just, it was just three to four months in advance instantly in June. Yeah, that's what happened to me. My exemption ran out last August. Yes, um, officer, it did. It did. So, yeah. It's, it's my plan is have it sit and prep ready and then I can just sit and work someday and book it for an evening, you know, yeah. some evenings free and just go and do it. Okay, if you just keep hitting the refresh, it's, it's handy enough. Aye, it. like greased all the brake lines, stuff and around and greased them, wiped them down. I'd greased them previously, so just hit them wipe, refresh that. Um, Like the car's pretty good because last year I'd done all the bushes, burns, ball joints, track rod ends, you know, it's all fresh, so shouldn't be any real issue. Need to get the door swapped, but the sills are a bit scabby that we go mark for but they're not rotten so they're solid so i'll sort that at some point and i'll swap the doors over the league up me and then i'll maybe actually love the car again it does make silly noises which is the only reason i like that thing it turned into a v9 yesterday as well i some dick fucking i don't know which one of them it was turned the the v6 pads upside down like the into a nine i just looked at it and was like why have i got a v9 I was like, very nice it, just threw it away <laughs> it's been painted in the german flag colours as well was a bit tacky so it became it went from a German V6 to a Belgian V9 oh, so you, yes. you have a skunk works Bora now essentially pretty much yeah, yeah. there's a few sloppy pistons about it there special and the owner's special as well apparently <laughs> Um, yeah that's that's about all I've been doing the I've actually been doing it in the new garage which is pretty cool see working on a nice clean power floated floor and I've trained myself to Delightful. clean up I've tri- trained myself to clean up after myself so every night Burst the floor, and then you sleep in. You're not working a load of shit again. Exactly. So it's been a hard going. Basically, potty training Only myself. I could get you to do that in the house. No, no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was going to say that's your job, but no. <laughs> dodgy territory. Well, careful, careful. Dodgy territory. Um, I suppose the the last thing to talk about and what's new with me is actually incorporates you guys as well as your Trevin. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah. Well, yes. Essentially, that is the success that was. Yeah. And it's not like me to toot the trumpet that I've been involved with. But it was a great day. It was really enjoyable. Um, the venue's such a special place, unique, just hidden away to we many parties. So well, there was a lot of listeners there. We'll understand what we're talking about. A lot of people maybe weren't there either, but like it's the venue was to replace Castle Wellen, which was sort of in the forest park up in, in Castle Wellen, obviously. And that was a show that everybody held close to their heart. You know, a lot of the old school guys really loved it. It was laid back. It was a nice environment. The only problem I always thought was because it was open to the public. You had a lot of people in through. Yeah. And it got a bit busy. 
and where that's the advantage of this site for Eurotreffen is that it's closed. You know, anyone that's there is there to see the cars, essentially. Correct. A lot of changes from last year, which was good. Yeah, well, well I think it was a couple of weeks before we discussed about how we didn't want to have the rows of cars. Yeah, because yeah. that's actually something that's quite annoying with car shows is they all look the same and it's just rows of cars. So we decided then, uh, Gethin got his John Deere hat on. Uh, they have a GPS navigation system, I think it's called Green Star. So he basically essentially plotted out the field, uh, plotted 12 meter, I think it was 12 meter circles uh-huh. in various locations. So we basically had circles of cars. I think there was 11 circles in the main field. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then on the Friday mm-hmm. afternoon, we got a pole in the middle. We plotted these out using GPS, got a pole in the middle of the circle and a lawnmower and, and marked out the edges of the circles. And that's basically how tied a rope to it, didn't you? Yeah, it was quite funny. I love the fact that it went from like real GPS technology driven stuff to tie a rope around the lawnmower and then cut it out. The best thing about it is PVW shared yeah. the post by Gatham of the sort of drone shot and the plan. And there was a couple of drone shots. Was it Ross Delaney and um, Chosen Stance Ka- as well? Yeah, from Chosen Stance. I'd done a few and yeah. I'm not sure which ones who done what kind of thing but it looked amazing from above because yeah. I remember when we were parking the cars looking at it going fuck this is a really cool setup and then when you see from above you're like this is absolutely amazing um, it looked great T- uh, apologies for the queues just it took it takes a while to get everybody parked up with this system but uh, especially because it was new <laughs> yeah um, we filled the show field by about half eleven I think we were filled yeah uh, it filled rightly and that was into the overflow as well yeah so a few disappointed people but it is what it is. Joe, you know who was disappointed? Me when they didn't turn up early. Correct. Yep. Gates open at 10 a.m. People arriving at half 11. Or quarter past 12. Ah, why can I not get in? Uh, no thanks. So, great, great day. Uh, forecast was grim. Uh, we camped overnight, sort of prepping. I convinced you're some sort of pagan. You control the weather. You have something to do with weather gods. Yeah. I don't know how you used to do it. But we woke up at 5am and it was lashing down and then at 9am the sun just appeared. Well, the the rain woke me in the middle of the night at about 4 in the morning. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is just... And I, there's nothing you can do about the weather, especially at an outdoor event. But I was really down about it all week because it was like, this is going to be a washout. Everyone's put so much effort into this. Yep. And you just, just have to get on with it. That's what yeah. you know. That's what it is. By 9 o'clock I was getting sunburned. Yeah, it was sunny. There was a about half an hour, 45 minutes, about... Th- Half two, two o'clock, there's a heavy shower too. I, I think there was maybe two or three like heavy showers for what five minutes, and yeah. that was a bit of kind of thing, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's Northern Ireland, we're well used and will not melt, no. so get over it. Well, then a lot of people won't take their cars out in that either. A lot of the classic guys, yeah, yeah. So let's but they're pussies, so let's move on to the big change we had this year. It's something we've been hoping to be able to do. We talked about a dub shed for years, but the logistics of it just couldn't work. I agree. A dub shed. The ice cream van was tip top. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> so we had a drive on stage. Yeah, that was good fun, and it was pretty damn cool. If I don't say so. It's funny so. because the whole drive on stage thing, we're kind of like we've seen that in Europe for years. A few of the guys in America do it, and you're like, oh, you know, you don't really think it's that special, and then you kind of look back and go. We're the first ones in in Ireland to do this. Correct. Yeah, so it was pretty cool that way. Yeah. 
Um, we had live interviews all day, which was good fun. Yeah, brushed over that, Connor. You led. You were the oh. master of ceremonies doing interviews. <laughs> I, I think was... I done one. Did Gethin do one? No, no uh, Gethin did one with me about uh, his yes, car. I sorry. Yeah, just um, call him Connor Starling. <laughs> 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 I'm not that level yet. <laughs> There's not, not enough mania in my head. Uh, yeah, so who did we have? We Jamie had Hill. Gethin on with a Mark 6R. Jamie Hill with an absolutely amazing Mini. Paul, Paul Glennon, Glennon with a Mark 3. Connor Old with a BMW E34. Yep. Nikita with her Sirocco. Um, you had, I brought Gavin up with a van on the Jag. Yeah, I laughed because I seen that up and I went, oh, I wonder what that stage is rated to. It only dawned on me when I turned around and realised I had brought probably three to four tons of vehicle up on the stage yeah and you're like oh because i said you was like i see you're testing the stage you're like oh i never thought of that i did an interview <laughs> and i was going oh right um oh john payton's escort as well that's right was yeah. absolutely amazing um i was shitting myself coming up to that because obviously we do this but i mean the only people seeing me talking shit and making an ass of myself as used to really doing this or if we have a guest on but when you're in well you know nigel as well from doing like prize giving stuff at uh, dub shed like you're up in front of people there you know if you do something wrong or say something wrong you know it's you're on the show and it's all on you kind of thing but no it was good I I was probably crapping myself about it you've done a fantastic job Connor I think everybody agree with that well I I actually really enjoyed it once I got into it you know that was the thing and I sort of thought myself you'll have about four people watching this and no it was it seemed to be a lot of people said it was good because it kind of breaks up the day too yeah um Owen Maguire's Bora on as well that's right I forgot the about US that. spec Bora which was quite funny because he did you see that interview did you see it Lee yeah he brought his kid up on the stage <laughs> he just walked around around didn't he and the kid got out of the car grabbed him with the hand and just walked around I think I'd done more miles on the stage in that interview than I did all weekend <laughs> just following them around it was quite funny um yeah that was fun and then at the end when you guys done the prize given Gethin said, oh, if anyone wants to make use of the stage, come up, take photos on it. And I think like 95% of the yeah, show field queued up. It. Yeah. And it was actually quite good because there was no messing about. Everybody just queued up onto the stage, took the photo, bounced, you know. Because it was genuine car enthusiast, Connor. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think a lot of people really did enjoy that to get the chance to take the photo on something like that, yeah. which was a bit different. Good um, branding too. Oh, it's good branding right too. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely amazing. The, the turnout as well, the Tencent Seeker guys were sitting at the front with the, the Mark IIs and the Mark III and the Beetle. Really cool turnout. Yeah. Those are the sort of guys that I like because they turn up, uh, they might turn up a bit early, but they turn up, their cars are well presented. You know, they always come together. They're ready to park yeah. up together. There's no issue that they're way. Not, they're not looking to leave at one or two o'clock because their washing machine's broke. Yeah. yeah. No. And By I, the way, that was a genuine reason. Somebody came up to me at Dubshed looking out. Because their washing machine broke? Did you not hear about that? No. Yeah. The washing machine phoned them to tell them. Like a <gasps> dog. These washing machines are fantastic. Must have been one of those fancy Bluetooth yokes like a kettle. Like, I've came across, oh, somebody's dying. My girlfriend's giving birth. Uh, my, there's been a crash. I need my medicine. I'm in medicine. But a fella came up to me and says, a washing machine, has it ever burst or something in my flat? I have oh. to go now. That's and like, are one. you serious? I nearly let him go for being that inventive. Yeah, or just stupid. Aye, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Food was good, apparently. I didn't get very much of it. You guys actually brought me food on the stage. Um, cause yeah, I, I got burgers. kind of lost the run of myself and just kept doing things and then not eating. Um, what else had we? 
else Good was few there? traders with uh, Gavin Blackline, your car parts, Anna Cam, Chosen Stance. Shout out to Ross as well, actually. Mike Navi Wax, Mike at Clean Freaks. Uh, I think everybody had a great day. And catering on, as you say, there was, uh, I forget the name of the company, but they were doing uh, burgers, hot dogs, and pork. I've seen Stefan passing us with that at one point looking very happy so it must have been alright well the gelato trailer and the coffee trailer I actually want, really wanted to try the ice I've cream and never got a chance to try it. Yeah. So. The, um, Anakin I actually worked out very well because I got my dad's birthday present off him sweet I was like yep I'll not say this because I think mum and him occasionally listen so I'll not say what it was ah. but thank you Ross um, I still need to pay for those please text me back I did text him and say give me your bank details and I'll transfer that um yeah the whole day was really good and i think it was a better case of you know when you see the weather and you're expecting it to be a washout and it's going to be shitty and it turns out to be a really good day on top of that it just it's just so good it's a great vibe of a show like it's sort of laid back and the stage now provides a sort of entertainment focal point yes now, we could probably maybe get that going a bit earlier next year and i think the weather sort of because of that rain that came in, we sort of went, right, it's time to push the prize given here a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it worked really well. Yeah. As I say, I, I, usually I'm Mr. Negative and don't like, I'll, if somebody compliments me or something I'm involved in, I'll run it down. But no, I really couldn't say too much bad about the day. Um, I also got to drive your Edition 30. Yes, I got Connor to drive my car up and back. Well, Mark Fies, what do you think of them, Connor? Well, he'll tell you this, I've blown hot and cold and wanting a GTI for a long time. Um, I really want, my whole spec has been white cloth DSG. And I don't know why, because I can't really warm to the DSG until you told me how to drive it properly, which is use the paddles and not just mash your foot. Yeah, when the you're driving it hard, use the paddles. And take it on the boost kind of thing. You, can, um, you control the vehicle, don't let the vehicle control you. I don't know, I just let it work away. But it was comfy, really nice. Like, as I said to you, the way that car set up, it's the perfect daily if you want to have fun, yeah. you know, it'll do both so well. They're such a good all-rounder. Like all that car has at the minute, I say at the minute, is uh, a set of H&R springs and good Michelin tires. Nah, it's it's nice. I'm definitely too fat for the seats. I didn't notice as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I also got to drive a few other cars and so did Lee. The day before, we went over to see Tufty because we were bringing <gasps> stuff up we did. for him for the show. And he has a... I'm probably going to get this wrong because I don't know what model it is, but like a roughly a 2015 S6. Like a navy blue. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's a really it was nice car. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a Japanese import one. Um, let us take a run on that. Really nice car. But the highlight for me was his wife's B7 RS4. Getting to drive it out round by our roads. Yeah. Um, do you know when you come out, come out of our house down onto the main road, turn right towards Lurgan and there's mm-hmm. a few wee twisty bends? I come through those bends back towards our house and got a lot of speed coming up out of there. It's probably the fastest I've ever done that stretch of road, which is impressive. But see the grunt of the... Have you driven one of those B7 RS4s? Yeah. The grunt, like, from, like, nothing right up the top end. It's just torque all the way. Yeah. It's just so fun. That's what I was saying. Like, I would love something like that, but I couldn't afford... Like, he said, he reckoned they're in around, like, 15 to 20 grand kind of thing. It's when something goes wrong is the problem. You know, the timing chain at the back between it and the gearbox. So it's RS tax. Like, I soon learned that when I had the RS6. Like, anything goes wrong, it's not just hundreds, it's possibly thousands of pounds. Uh, yeah. Like, an alternator is a common, like, I'm talking about the C5 RS6. Uh, suspension goes wrong. 
well, you just replace it with Bilstein's, but Bilstein's are still £1,500 plus. Yep. Alternator dies on them, it's £1,100. And everything is buried in the torque engine bay. Conver- torque converter. Now, and you can conver- torque converter, I think at the time, was £600, but you have to pull the whole engine drivetrain out. So it's a three grand job. Aye. Brakes, a fortune. Tires, a fortune. Everything's a fortune. Yeah, that's what would kind of put me off. They're so that. cool, though. They are. The noise they make. You you could hear me going up the road, wouldn't, didn't you? Yes. Um, and I was like hammering it. It's one of those things. It's like it revs to maybe what is it, seven and a half or so for a V eight, and it it just sounds so good. I I've drove a few RSs. I've owned a few RSs. They are fantastic. RS cars in general are fantastic automotive technical achievement. And they do drive fast and they do drive well. But they'll never... I don't know, how do you say this? It would scare you, but there's a... The level of you grip. still You still feel like the car is the controlling factor. I feel very mean? confident through those bends and coming back out of it. Like, the car felt so planted. It didn't feel like it was ever going to get away on me, which was quite good. They'll, they'll never... Well, you can scare you, I suppose, like, but I'm, try, I'm trying to... I find it hard to say what I'm trying to mean or what it means. Uh, if somebody had pulled out on me the other day, I definitely would have been scared, but like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. It's not that they're sterile. It's just they're very controlled, the RS cars. Yeah, you feel planted in them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't, it doesn't feel like a two. Do you ever drive a 200SX, like an S14? No. Like, see one of those even like 250 horsepower? It just feels like it wants to swap ends at every corner. Like the, they're a twitchy I've heard many fucker. Have a crash with the back end steps out, doesn't yeah. They? Um, like Richie Brown, I know he is his S14, the one with the LMs on it, and he's at a few moments in it kind of thing. And it's mm. like it's well set up and it's set up as in like grip, you know, it's not Stancy Boy gonna slide you off the road at the nearest roundabout kind of thing, but even it, like the back end can get light on it. But no, they're they're good fun. Uh, just on the back of other shows as well, currently today, which we are not at. Vag or Vaggy or Vage, one whatever way it's pronounced. The guys are their show on today. Seeing Paul Glennon and uh, James Crow heading down to that today. Donald as well. Donald, I'd, like, I'd like to be going down to that, but yeah, I wish we were there. Um, I have to go to work. Aye, I don't have a car, and I have MOT prep and Lee's ass to sort out. Yeah, um, privacy or bedroom. That's it. And then next weekend is old school, new school. Are you going down dead now, are you? I think I possibly might be. Well, you should have been going dead. Yeah. And then the weekend after is JPCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCC
Which is quite annoying. Um, so it's 80s, 90s. Um, they encourage dressing up like at Goodwood in your 80s, 90s gear. Pet Viper glasses. Yeah. Neon. All that good stuff. Um, they have arcade games, BMX, skateboarding. Um, Absolute Radio 90s DJ will be there. Andy Bush. I like Absolute Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, lo- it just looks like it'll be a blast. I-, I would love to go to that. I actually really like to do that too. Even the whole dressing up thing. What would I... I'd have to do either 90s. Uh, yeah, most of my stuff's in the 90s. You'd be... Mark 1, 80s. Mark careful, 2, careful 80s. Color. What else? I wasn't born in the 90s. I was born in the 80s, you madman. Okay. Uh, all Your stuff's all 80s, is it? I like mean, All like, my stuff. Like your older cars kind of thing? Kratos 95, but the rest of them are 80s. Uh, well, you no, could do 80s or 90s then. 91. Oh, you could do 80s or 90s then. What would you leave? you 80... 80s and 90s. Jetta's 80s, yeah. Yeah. And the rest of your stuff's 90s in? Yes. Aye. Mine's all 90s. Well, the, the ghost of a shell of a Mark One is 80s, but who knows with that. <laughs> um, on the topic of roll hard, we will be at Caffeine Machine on the Saturday late afternoon. I'm sure there's a few listeners that are going to roll hard. Yes, there's a few from here, and I know there's a few English listeners so as well are probably going, so give us a shout. Tea time pints at Caffeine Machine, anybody heading down that way? Yes. Please. Aye. Try and get early because we will be panting hard, I would say. We're going to be You're messy. staying, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you guys staying? Are you staying nearby? Uh, half a mile away. Oh, happy days. That'll be a good time. That's session. walkable. No. Nothing's walkable Half a mile is walkable. It is. But there's a difference between can do and will do. I think it's half a mile. I may be wrong. Half uh, a mile is crawlable. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, we'll get you a taxi, right? Yeah. There's better some young boy we can bribe to drive one of the cars like the last <laughs> Absolutely. time. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a license? No. Nope. That's okay. Drive. I don't care. Uh, you good? Uh, my first bit then is some shoe news. I refuse to say sneakers because it's kind of weird for Put me. Them fresh sneaks. It's fresh sneaks. Um, you use the sneakers app? I do use the sneakers app and it's kind of become like a... a daily more, ritual? Yeah, a daily What's ritual. New? And it's a thing that I've recently got into that I can splurge money on. Um, so... This is actually isn't available. They are Nikes or Dunks, but they're not available from Nike themselves. Love a good dunk. Uh, they're from a crowd shoe customizer called No Brainer, and they're based on the AE86 Corolla from Initial D. Have you seen these? No, please show me a picture. They're so cool. Um, I should have them here, but basically the general thing about them is that they're the black and white color scheme. They have the license plate on the back of them. You know, to match what was on mm-hmm. the car, and they've like a wee orange tag on the side of them too that replicates like the indicators and stuff, which doesn't sound that you know special until you actually kind of look at it and you go, you and can the see UK the vibe spec on or it. Jab spec? Oh, it's Dunks. full full jab spec. Um, so pop see. up headlights. Oh yeah, no pop CBs. Let me see. Let's see if we can find you these. I would like to point out that I have uh, car themed shoes. They are my plaid DCs, not intentionally car themed. Just so happens that they're almost identical to the red, black and white GTI pattern. Interlagos. Yeah. Actually, when you got those, I remember Lee or Nigel sent you about them. He commented that the they were very. They didn't have the same tax on them though, because they're just unintentionally similar to a car. How cool are those? They're class. Now the problem with them is because they're customized. Like okay, one, well, they're not yeah. one-offs. They're going to do a run of them. They're probably going to be six hundred, eight hundred dollars on so resale. I'll know from him, so they'll probably go up higher again on resale. 
Oh, they're not from Nike. They're no, they're a, not from Nike. So, so this guy's custom making them. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's that's going to be good. They're just oh, I seen them and fell in love with them. I was talking to Raf and I was like, I want these, and he was like, I'll keep an eye out. And then I not seen, even to do with twin cams, but they are just a class looking. They're sneaker. awesome, like yeah, sneaker Connor. Yeah. Yes, mate. <laughs> Golly. Gotties. Gotties. <laughs> gotties. Give me those Uh Yeah, so I will keep an eye out for those and cry when I can't afford them. So, there we go. Lee, what have you got? Uh, would you like your car to be turned into a die-cast model? Yeah, my car could be crushed and turned into a die-cast model, to be fair. Like. Talking recycling here or just custom? <laughs> uh, no, just a model. Um, Hot Wheels is returning to the UK for its 2022 Hot Wheels Legends Tour and the winner's vehicle will be immortalised in miniature scale. So last year, a guy from the UK won it, um, Lee Johnson from Somerset, Volvo P1800 Gasser Hot Rod. Oh, cool. It's class. They made it, so they made it into a Hot Wheels car. Um, so they're doing like uh, 13 rounds, I think it is, internationally. Um, one of those being in the UK. There'll be 10 finalists and then it'll be a public vote. Car Throttle is organising it so that it'll be their kind of followers and stuff who'll do the voting. So then all the winners from the regional heats or the international heats will go into a final and one of them will get picked to to be the Hot Wheels car. Um, but they'll also then do one more. So the, they'll be the final one that gets picked, but then they're also going to pick another one as well this year rather than just the one. Joe, the class car for that. Tommy Teapots, um, the Renault 5 Renault that he 5. had at Dubshed. Yeah. You imagine like the white arches and the color and stuff. It would actually translate really well into a Hot Wheels car. I remember Hot Wheels America rolled this out, and they done like meets at various cities around the US. Oh, to draw people. Because I think it was Adam LZ's girlfriend, Colette Davis, is one of the judges. Oh, right, right. She was invited one of the meets to be a judge or something mm-hmm. like that. But I think that was the initial stage of that. So they're rolling it out worldwide now, are they? I think so. Yeah, that's so. So it says on here: thirteen winners from around the world. The grand finale will be in the US in November. Um, so the competition's open to anyone who thinks your car fits the bill um, with looks, performance, whatever it is. So upload a short video and some information about your car to www.hotwheelslegendstour.co.uk before the 31st of August, if cool. you fancy getting in. I just really enjoy having something that I could do that with. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> other bit I have here was actually something it's just a wee piece as well but I didn't realise this sent in by John Bill uh, the Volkswagen Phaeton obviously big Luxo barge they actually had planned to do a Mark II version of that. Yes I saw this during the week. And it's been doing the rounds online. Did you see it Nigel? Yeah. Quite a nice looking car mm-hmm. um, the original Phaeton ran which I was surprised at from 02 to 2016 although it had a lot of facelifts um, and then this Mark II came along and was killed off by the electrification and essentially Dieselgate, which killed a lot of dreams as well. Did many um, tears. They did have a diesel planned, you know. They had the economical five liter twin turbo V10. Just frugal. Yep. Yep. Um, they also had the petrol six liter W12 412 horsepower behemoth, shall we say? <laughs> it was that in Gavin Black's A8. Did he have one of them? It was a W12 in that. Yeah. And then the, obviously the baby of the bunch is the 3.2 V6 from the R32. Ah, uh, sure, it's only a wee. A wee yoke. Yeah. But actually a really nice car. I didn't realise this too. The, they're not a competitor of the A8. They're actually aimed at the S-Class, which apparently is a category above the A8. I thought they would have been the same kind of thing. The S-Class is like the ultimate dictator. You know, all the... You roll around in this. Yeah. All the bad guys. I remember Clarkson doing a thing about it. Basically, the S-Class is always... 
it rolls out the new technology that eventually streams down to yes. you know daily cars like funny we were in an S class remember did you go out to see it when we were at Raf's cabin uh, when we were over in Helen in Georgia and Gabby's cousin arrived was it his cousin Beamer? was it a 7 that series was, a was it yeah. I will, if the S class is above it again the technology in that thing was mad it had like removable tablets in the back you could control everything with reclining back seats um I don't know, there was like cocaine pockets everywhere, storage for guns. Yeah, (laughs) it was absolutely mad. They'll never beat the indicator stock on a Nova for hiding drugs. Indicator stock on a Nova? Is there hollow? Seriously? Yeah, they're like a big square end. Do you know about 80s? I had seven Novas. Take the end off it. Uh Uh-huh. It's It's hollow inside. I did not. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, you definitely knew that. Uh I'd Please tell me you know how to start a Mark II. Oh, it? do you? Ah, yeah, because we used to steal my mates. You turn, okay. yeah. pull the hazard light switch out, turn it upside down, push it back in, yeah. the ignition's on, you can bump start it. Do you know how to break in that over? Using uh, the tennis ball? Head it off the lock. Cut it in half and the it pressure. It the air in, yeah. You don't even need to. You could break into it with, Just look at with it. a lollipop stick. <laughs> because <laughs> I had so many of them at, all at the same time, there were spurs for our rally car. All the keys were that badly worn. You could put them in any lock and basically oh, any start of the them. keys would work. Any key would work. Your house John key Deere's would probably work. John Deere's in the 80s. Yeah. I think there was one key to, for all the, the models. The master key and they just gave everyone it. <laughs> a neighbour of ours had a Nova when, we, when I was younger. They locked the keys inside it one day or something. And my dad went across the road with a bunch of keys. Like, not even car keys. Like, a bunch of keys from work. And opened it. <laughs> and, like, just tried a few of them and... Off she went. Awesome. And we why, wonder why Novas were stolen so much. Yeah. yeah. It's probably why so many deep people de-lock them. Just weld the locks up. Yeah. What's yep. the point? Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Lee? Um, end of an era. The final Elise has rolled off the reduction line. Yes. But it has fittingly gone to the person that inspired its name. Indeed. So the granddaughter of the Lotus guy. Neil Chapman. <laughs> Romano Artoli. Um, I think he was the designer of the original lease. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, she was only two and a half at the time when the, the lease came out, but she was at the Frankfurt Motor Show when it was unveiled. Yes. Did I say Neil Chapman? Did I mean to say Colin Chapman? I, I know who you're thinking of. <laughs> right. Okay. Two different people. Too early in the morning. Um, so after a quarter of a century on sale, over 35,000 Elises were built across three generations. Elisa picking up the last one seems like a fitting end to the car's success story. Yeah, she does like track days and stuff and another Elise and mm. bits and pieces. It's quite cool. But yeah, if you look at the original launch at the motor convention, she's there with her granddad, like holding, her hand, holding his hand kind of thing. It's yeah. quite cool. It's cool. Um, this isn't so much news. It's more just an announcement. I think our Instagram account is Shadowband. Because remember I said to you guys, we got flagged for a few things. Yeah. We got flagged again. So we got flagged for a meme this time, which said, what, what did it say? Uh, cross-threading is free Loctite. Changed my mind. We get banned. So I'm pretty sure we're, our account's getting restricted at the moment. So if anybody sees anything on our account, just f- share it. You know, put the name out there. We're still here. We haven't... We haven't you know, gone away, you know. Say we haven't gone away, you know, but that's a political <laughs> statement. We'll not use that. Um... Yeah, so we're we're doing we're doing the right we're making the right moves. Yeah, Shadow. I think you can get shadow banned for anything at the moment. Well, apparently sharing memes about cross threading is better than Loctite. Yeah, here we go. Speaking of a political statement, um, oh, this here is we just go. a vaguely uh, Northern Ireland related Lee's, topic. Lee's running for MP. <laughs> this is never good. No, it is good. It's it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to happen in to Northern Ireland. 
the black taxi tours, you know, that they do around Belfast, take you around the murals and stuff. Uh-huh, the murals? The murals, yep. Yeah. Um, That's a good B-bar. <laughs> it's been voted in the TripAdvisor top 20 things to do in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, which is incredible. So you can get an ex-terrorist to drive you around in a black taxi? Oh, correct. Awesome. It's cross-community, though. Oh, oh, They've yeah. got Protestant and Catholic black taxis oh, in yeah. the tours, so... So you get into the wrong one, one day, you? Pick, you? you pick which one you want. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah. but no I thought that was cool slightly car related Northern Ireland related so it was on like a world world stage things to do I think it was number 17 but it was in the top 20 things to do in the world according what? to TripAdvisor I can think of like 80 things I would rather do than do a black taxi tour do you listen to Paddy McCausland's story about taking the Chinese tourist up the causeway Paddy McDonald what did I say McCausland sorry that's McDon- a different person <laughs> I'm having a stroke here <laughs> you right today did you hear about his story? I did, I, yeah. And the boy came out of the causeway raging because it was crap. Yep. And you're not getting paid. And, yeah, it's like one of the seven wonders of the world or something. Because <laughs> they had been shown what the causeway is like. And then you go. And they go, and they go, this is not what it's like. It photographs well, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah. Tourism and I. <laughs> Hit us up. Um... Another one I have, and lastly, it's just a bit about Formula One. I know Andy Maxwell says we turn into a Formula One what podcast a for a while. What? Yes. We can't not talk about the, the F1 last weekend. Yeah. W- wow. So. What didn't happen? First question why was that car upside down? It was George Russell's fault. Well, it was, yes. But. Hey, was George Russell going over to help him or beat him up? Well, you see, that was the thing. So. <laughs> I, he bounced out of the car and he bounced out very quickly and I thought that's like a man's going to smack somebody and then I was like I sort of had imagined him like running across really angry then halfway going hang on a minute I look like a dick and then breaking into the Baywatch jog you know to like I'll help I'll help yeah. I'm not angry it was some crash Um, so anyone that didn't see it open wheel race cars obviously you touch two wheels and everything goes wrong the car it, it almost looked like it when it touched the wheel it like accelerated away from it but it was upside down, not the way you want to race car. Um, the video I sent you up from the grandstand. Yeah. Uh, so close to going yeah. wrong. So so yeah. the catch net obviously done its job, but where he ended up buried down, it was like upside over down. Over the tires, over the barrier and in behind up against the fence. Uh, which it is why it so took so scary. long to get him out. Yeah. But it was, we were watching it live and you didn't really see it because obviously they were following the race leaders in, into the first corner and you just saw in the background just like, something happened but you didn't really see what it was and then they've kept on the race leaders but then they kept on and then you know when they don't show it that's that it's potentially bad that all stems bad from, thing that all stems from senna yeah that's yeah. the scary part when they're not showing you're going what's actually didn't happening show it here for ages obviously the red flagged race and they were showing them all in the pits and milling around and but you were going, is he, you know, is he all right? Is he all right? The atmosphere there must have been, like, you got to t- cut the tension on oh, life, I'm sure. sure, like, because it was, like, out in our living room. Um, well, I was talking to Robin McGrath, who we had on from Alpine, and he actually pointed something out, which I hadn't seen. I think he said, like, a lot of people have missed it, that obviously the Halo did its job and yeah. everything else involved. But uh, he sent me a screenshot, and he had circled where it was. The roll bar on the car actually came off. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, he and I were talking about like the testing that's done on that kind of thing because it kind of ties into kind of what I do in work and like the forces and stuff that that's tested with on the race cars and seeing so how that came off is just probably just a freak accident kind of thing but obviously that'll get investigated but 
everything else did its job and keeping him alive, which was good. But the scary thing was if that car had went and fired at Grosjean's and he was upside he was down, stuck. trapped between a wall and oh, a fence, no cat's net, yeah. he's gone. Like, there's nothing you can do. I think the race itself showed what a great circuit Silverstone is for proper racing. Yeah, once oh, they got back racing again, it was just The last class. 10 laps, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, the last oh, 10 laps. So was exciting. Exciting. We it were was... shouting at the TV oh, yeah. like... <laughs> And because and we, I didn't care who won. That's Genuinely, I was just going, this is just exciting. I just really, I'm there for the racing. Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing. But when we're saying we don't care who won, Carla Sainz, first win, brilliant. And telling Ferrari's strategy team to go fuck themselves, essentially. Yes, absolutely. Good man yeah. himself. <laughs> I, did, I did like that. Um, I did notice as well on the sprint racing for this weekend's race, where it wasn't last night the highlights of it. I reckon Sainz and Leclerc are going to write each other off at some races. Yeah, it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised because after what happened last weekend, I think there's sort of there's a bit of a duel. They've been slapped in the face with the gloves. So what you're saying is uh, uh, Netflix. I forget the series name. What do you call it? Oh, Drive to Survive. Survive. It's oh, going to be brilliant. Oh, those guys are rubbing their hands together. Yeah. Like they don't even have to dramatize it this year. They probably will, but. They didn't the, have to dramatise last year and they still did. They still did it, yeah. But it, it was such a good race. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. There's a wee bit as well about uh, Red Bull and Ferrari have had, uh, what way did Toto put it? Basically, the way the rules were written and the way they were uh, Just interpreted. The flex, just the flexi floors. The flexi yeah. floors, yeah. I personally don't see anything wrong with it simply because if what Toto said was, it was written this way, but they meant this. And I'm like, well, they didn't did, write that. Yeah, they should have wrote that then. Yeah, like they pay people hundreds, hundreds of thousands a year to read what the rules don't say, and they can work in the grey. So that's what it is. There's no point in crying about it. Yeah, Toto was pearl clutching. Won't someone think of the children? I can't believe they've done this. Oh, Michael, no, no. <laughs> Insert German sausage joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good racing last weekend. I'm looking it was forward brilliant. to it. Poor Verstappen, his car was just shit itself he was just driving around going oh oh i hate it it's not working have and he done watched, some crying about it have you watched uh there's an impersonation impersonator yes I've Connor seen Moore. yeah have you, seen, but have you seen the formula one drivers watching it and reacting to it no they're in a huddle watching the video so signs for stopping i think leclerc are all watching the mm. Connor Moore. he like, dresses up as himself it's very good <laughs> and Verstappen's like Trying to open the tin, this won't oh, open, this won't open. Freaking out. <laughs> I've never seen a guy that is more on the edge. Like, see when he's in the radio. And it doesn't matter if he he's sounds like, panicked at all times. That's because if he doesn't win, he's going home and his dad's going to beat him up. Never his fault. That's because if he doesn't win, his dad'll beat the fuck out of him. That's true. So he's all panicking. Um, no, daddy. Yeah, that's, yeah, it that's, was very good. It was very good. That's me out of Newsly of you anymore, then. Um, just a final, since we're talking about um, F1, uh, I saw this article during the week. Alpine, um, fair play to them, are trying to get more women into the sport. So not only are they trying to increase their percentage of female workers across their factories and teams and all that sort of stuff, but they're looking into the kind of grassroots motorsport, which is, if you're talking F1, it's, it's karting, um, about how do we get... They're, they're pushing for girls, but also they said any learnings that we take from introducing girls in motorsport, obviously we'll use for the boys as well. But their logic kind of is if you're only thinking about men in the sport, you're only looking at half the population. Yeah. And it's no it's no secret that especially anything to do with cars or motorsport is dying off. You know, there's there's a definite well, we see that with the car show scene. You know, there's a lot less interest with younger people coming through. So I assume it's the same with motorsports. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, 
it'd be class. There hasn't been a female driver in F1 since like the 70s, I want to say. And she'd stay that way. Look at the face. <laughs> He's going to hold the possession boards up if they're in the cars. Exactly. Nigel, I think you could be one of the pit girls. <laughs> we need Arne Sloan as a pit girl. You both suck. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be over set. Sassy and extra. <laughs> <laughs> but even if, they d- I mean, if they're talking about now looking at a young child in karting, it's going to be a like 15 years before. Oh, you're coming through. It, yeah. It, they be- it bears fruit, I mm-hmm. suppose. But um, it's good. Fair play to LP. Go on, lads. I, I'm all for that. As long as it doesn't come to the cost of somebody else. Oh, 100%. No, you know, agreed. It has negative to be equal. discrimination. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know. you don't, uh, that person still has to come through and be the best at what they're doing to get a seat. There's, there's no doubt about that. Well, as we know, they'll actually have to be better. Well, if only as we try. <laughs> this is so great. Um, Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> um, YouTube. Nigel, have you any YouTube? Yeah, got a couple of YouTubes. The first is... Uh, favourite channel of mine Gears and Gasoline American YouTube channel and they've launched a new series of videos on one of their latest epic road trips uh, it's from Tallahassee Florida to Anchorage Alaska as the crew flies around 10,000 miles I was say, that's some tramp holy fuck yeah they've done it before but failed I think I forget what they were I think they were in the Hondas that time or was that when he took Covid or something midway was that that run they've done that many I can't remember um, but this time they're in one is the Evo 7 that's a sort of time attack car 400 brake and then the other one is Impreza STI 500 brake and he blew the engine up two weeks before the trip and put a fully forged engine into it standard Subaru so in this video you find out the reality of driving tuned cars big miles it's very good yeah they do some good stuff uh, it's just epic it's three weeks of driving like, that's, that's imagine like we live in such a small country you kind of forget that you know uh, less than 10 hours top to bottom you know longest like you do it all the timely mm. you know if you're going that kind of thing like you can literally drive for weeks yeah it's class the other video i don't know if you've got this now or in your list or what uh is hoonigan the hoon pegasus i haven't watched that because i haven't it's the time 40 but I want to. to 50 minute video and it's a fully detailed sort of backstory of the tech of the sort of initiation of the project it's a Pikes Peak car. It's an 911 Pikes Peak car. But it's been, what you don't realize before this video is that is a chassis completely from scratch built chassis by BBI Autosport. Aye, so it's not actually based on a 911 as such. Yeah. Um, the carbon, carbon body made by a company in England. A lot of the electronics were done by English companies. The engine is an X-Works GT3 RS with two big turbos strapped to them. The graphics, it's pink, gets a throwback to the 9. One seven I graphics. You talked about it later, mm-hmm. Um, just the detail in that there and the build of it. I wouldn't like to think the money what sort it. of money is involved in it. I'd but really, I want to watch it. it just as Lee will tell you, like we haven't had time for much other than what we we're talking about earlier, working yeah. on cars. Yeah, my YouTube as such is not really YouTube. I don't even know what we watch on because Lee puts it on. Uh, I don't even know how to say this either. Old new Top Gear, new old Top Gear. You put all the series of new in inverted commas top gear so clarkson top gear um back on iplayer and i noticed it one night and i went on and i only clicked on the first one because i wanted to see what year it was and i thought if i clicked on it would give me the information and it didn't it just started playing and then we're like oh fuck it it's on we'll watch it hilarious it's a really good show it's actually very good but it's so funny thinking back on it what it was you know when you think about looking back at it from now 
it's mad. The American listeners won't get this, but it, when I say it, it's very BBC. It's super. It's like Blue Peter with cars. Ah, it's, yeah. And yeah, your guy it's is so it, weird. Is it Jason Daw, your guy on the used car sales guy, the big guy? Who was there before James May? He was only there May. for one series, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. He's on it giving you like buying car advice. I think at one point he actually said, buy a car £900, drive it into the ground and just buy another one. Yeah. Um, Strange advice. Then he is a used car salesman, so he was selling to them. <laughs> what else did they do? The Bugatti Veyron was on it, which... Had you, only just come out. Yeah. And the, I didn't, I was like... I didn't think it was that long ago when that came out. It was like 2001, 2002. They pitted the Golf R32 against the Focus, Mark 1 Focus RS and the new Civic Type R, the EP3. Yeah. Um, actually, like a proper motoring show as opposed to what it ended Real up. Real reviews and it was it's very good. And they still do some like kind of funny, silly stuff like trying to beat a speed camera and stuff, you know, like but there's it, still a bit they, of that. They don't focus the, jinx, whole, but the whole show on no. it, yeah. Um, very like, do you ever watch Brainiac with Richard Hammond? No. It was on years ago. It was like all these experiments and stuff he was doing. It's it's very like that. One thing we did notice, right? Clarkson traded a 355 Ferrari in and bought a Mercedes SL55 And the whole banter was whether it was gay or not, right? Oh, it's so, so on PC. Like they say a lot of stuff about I, women drivers and women and gays and uh, like it's it's so different compared to now and what you're expecting and it was that's like, on a player yeah yeah I'm surprised they haven't cancelled it and <laughs> the well, wokeness that the bbc is but see, that's the thing well it's you know brilliant. yourself like i'm i'm not like that like i'll say anything and can have anything said to me i don't go out of my way to try and offend anybody you know that kind of thing but it does feel weird now seeing it on tv but it ca- it when you're so off used guard. to not being like that anymore so you've been programmed yeah yeah well, well that's the thing you yeah. know so the uh but the funny thing was, too, they were talking about whether it was gay or not, and they pulled up this website for gay men, and it was giving, like, fashion advice and car advice. And I think it was Hammond announced, he was like, oh, we've actually found a website for gay men, and the whole audience bursts out in laughter, and you're like, there's nothing really funny with that. It was just so weird. Yeah. But as we sort of looked at each other and was like, this is fucking strange. Yeah. Just wouldn't happen now. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get away with it. But it, it was very, what you said, was like lads, lads, lads. Oh, it was very lad One of the yeah. Max Power girls, she was like modelling the cars in the studio. Oh, yeah, they had the bikini-clad girls on the babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wasn't Jackie Dagg? No, it was your girl Liani, is it pronounced it? Um, i still know the names. Oh, I. Is <laughs> she the one who went real Brexit? Oh, oh, she went, no, not Brexit, she went full conspiracy. Okay. Like, okay. mind-melting stuff. Birds aren't real, except her birds definitely weren't real. Okay. That's not what I meant, but you know what I mean? Okay. Yep. Uh, but actually a really entertaining program. Well, and it's fun to go back and look at cars that we seen being released growing up, you know, and kind of reliving that, which was quite cool. Have you any other YouTube? No more YouTube, out? a few podcast recommendations. Aye. Have you any? You've, no. Not like I you. have a thing, but I'll do it at the end. Yeah, go on ahead. Uh, three podcast recommendations. The first is Beyond the Grid. So it's an interview with Dave Richards of ProDrive, formerly BAR. So he goes into his backstory and some of the drivers he's had in his teams and the development of cars, stuff like that. I'll get that off you because I'll listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smoke and Tire, not my favourite. I can't uh, stand him. I, I, he's just so cocky, Matt, Matt Farah, but he interviewed Finn from Hoonigan. I actually listened to that so one. So that was acceptable to listen to. Okay, fair enough. Uh, he's only 33. He's the same as me, yeah. Jeepers, he's he a rough paper around. That's what I thought. I was like, just, I'm, maybe I'm doing all right here. 
It was funny. We listened to him talking about getting his first job at Hennigan. Yes. and Just sort of laid back guy turn up. I think Scotto, he knew a few of them and he contacted them and they were like, yeah, Scotto says just come down and hang out and see how you vibe. And they basically put him into the same room as Hurt for the weekend. You walked and into the room and he was in boxers eating pizza? Yeah, and Hurt was like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah, it's an entertaining lesson. Uh, another podcast is Driven Chat, and it's an interview with Steve Sofer, the ex-80s and 90s race legend from BMW fame, from mm-hmm. 24-hour spa, Nürburgring. He raced in FIGT, BTCC, GTCC, Japan, Basically, backstory, career, life. That'd be interesting, yeah. I haven't heard of that podcast. Yep. Good recommendations there. Get on it. Willie, go for your annual YouTube watch. It's not YouTube. It's Top Gear related. Oh. Um, So I found this um, kind of satirical article on Top Gear the other day. Um, Obviously, on the Top Gear website. Top Gear is still kind of a magazine kind of website. Has a load of news articles and stuff on it. Okay. good. so this was obviously written by one of those guys, but I find it's particularly entertaining if you imagine it in Clarkson's voice. Right. <laughs> so I'll read it. I'll read some parts of it out anyway. Uh, a solid gold banger popped up on my shuffle the other day while I happened to be driving. And as the miles passed, I thought, is this the most charmingly dated lyric of the 21st century? Let's break it down. He's got a brand new car. No, he hasn't. No one has. There's a semiconductor shortage. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a jaguar unlikely jaguar's gone to sleep for a few years the newest car it currently produces is the eps which came along in 2017 not very modern it's got leather seats Ugh. in 2022 it should be some sub- sustainably produced vegan wool effect interior it's <laughs> very true isn't it? it's got a cd player 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 a what a laser scanning device for a circular sliver of plastic containing data in the form of microscopic indentations capable of storing around 74 minutes of music. This children is how the world took its tunes portable in the later years of the 20th century. So he's gone ahead and rewritten the lyrics for today's world. He's got a well-used car. Looks like a rough Tesla. It's got man-made seats. It's got a giant touchscreen with no helpful switch gear, which actually makes simple tasks like adjusting the temperature or angling the door mirrors while driving a bit of a pain, if we're honest. But I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, w- I, wish, I wish we had an applaud thing on this here. Yeah, that's very true. Very good. The the whole laser thing, you're, just when you break that down of what actually a CD player is, it's a bit like when I'd done the, the topic about the different things, like changes to cars never took off, which was the record player in the car. And there's bound to be people like in 20, 30 years time looking back at what a CD player and goes, why would you have done that what kind of thing? That? One of the things on one of the old Top Gears we were talking about the other day and he said it's got OCD and mini disc. Oh yeah, mini disc. <laughs> so was it one of your kids, Nigel? Uh, Jack. Was it Jack? What was it? He the- in the Mark II Golf and he pressed the window winder going, why is the windows not going up and down? <laughs> or sorry, he couldn't find the button and he said, you turn that. So he turned turn the handle. window winder and then he looked at the cassette player and went, what's that? Oh, soul destroying like. <laughs> That's a phone holder. <laughs> yeah. I jam your iPod in there. Okay, well, we had a topic and we're running on as usual. We're talking completely of shite, so we'll maybe bank that for another day. Will we jump into our questions then? Yeah. So, questions wise, let me see what we have. Fogel underscore O'Reilly 26. He says, uh, I'm on polo number eight, which is quite a dedication to polos. Added a green five-door sunroof 6N2 to the collection. Any bits for sale, Connor? 
No, I don't sell anything. <laughs> I did lend him some stuff, but I didn't that, sell anything. That would be a car that would be hard to get parts for now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Six antis. That was the problem. Polos were basically disposable, so they like never really Made into washing machines. Yep. Jack C. Hanrahan. You have to build a 24-hour of Lemons car. What's the car? So do you know the crack with it? No. So 24-hour Lemons is like a piss take of the 24-hour Le Mans. And there's loads of different rules and regulations, but the main regulation, which will be very hard to meet and will will not really stick to it, is you have five hundred dollars to spend on the car, and then you've made all the safety regulations, but that's not included in the budget. And a team of four has to race it for twenty four hours, so it's literally like civics and just random shite. And they do loads of like, uh, like a lot of the rules and stuff are there for safety, but a lot of them are literally there to penalise you. So if you do something wrong, they'll weld like a big fin onto the roof of the car <laughs> to slow you down. You know, like for like drag and things like that. So basically, is what car would you pick? Um, I probably would pick, and this is inspired by a friend of mine from years ago, is an EK Civic 1.4, because those things are indestructible. And if you're going to drive for 24 hours, like Kieran used to have this thing, and you'd be in town, and he'd be like, I think this thing needs oil, and you would dip it, and there was nothing on the drip, dipstick. And he would dr- drive off, like literally spinning the wheels all the way home, and then dump a whole load of super universal tractor oil into it, and then drive back in the town. Nothing would just keep going. Keep going. Absolutely it's unbustable. Like the cockroach of the car world. <laughs> I'll trump you with that Toyota Corolla from the nineties. Also true. Bulletproof. Yeah, it's definitely a theme here with but here's, 90s here's, here's, stuff. here's a problem. We're in, we're in an era of uh, semiconductor shortages. Good luck finding one for five hundred. Oh yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like I think the. The Lemons guys are going to have to up their budget, I would say. Would you go for Lee? I meant to have a look before this and see if I could find anything for $500 on like Craigslist or something, but I forgot. I, um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, it's in America. Well, it could be here. But where is the race? It's in America. Yeah, okay. So, an American car then? PT Cruiser. <laughs> no, that's my answer for everything. That can't be the answer. But I bet you could get a PT Cruiser for $500. I would say you get one for free. <laughs> Anything um, 90s. Give you $500 to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Anything 90s Japanese hatchback. Like it's going to be unbustable compared to, you know. Like an American a, car. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Or like a Volkswagen. <laughs> the only thing is you need to be strong if it's going to go around and get beat about. So you're moving into Volvo. Ter- Volvo. Volvo. Well, it- Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- you move into Volvo Terra in your own time, not when we're here. Well, no. Um, Volvo territory. <laughs> yeah, the only thing is, they don't like crash. It's just like a Le Mans type. Aye, but there's going to be. Oh, there probably will be. Robin's yeah. racing. Oh, 100%. Robin Volvos. Oh, Robin I've, got it. I've got it then. It's the. What do you call the police cars? Oh, the Crown Vicks. Crown Vic. The problem with the, the Crown Vic Done. is, well, one, they don't handle. and It doesn't matter. Two, I think Cletus McFarland has. He's bought them all. Scorched the earth of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's actually having problems getting them now for his race series. So, uh Yes, I like that question. What have we got? Shorty1919. Reload should all grab wire wheels and give me a hand. So he's he bought a, an S14S, totally stock one, mm-hmm. and he's modifying it. I think he's trying to make it for fitted. When's fitted? Is that soon? End of July. Ooh, I think he'll be taking the Lexus. Mm. Um, yeah, so he got the underside blasted and he's trying to wire wheel everything back and that is not a nice job, as we all know. No. So, 
Yeah, I got a. We wish you well. Yep, I knelt down. I was working at I was working at the Bora yesterday, but I had been working at Lee's Jetta the day before. And knelt down. I was like, "Was oh, something stabbing me in the leg?" And it was a wire wheel from, or one of the wires, and the wire wheel had worked its way through my knee pad and into my leg. I was like, "Oh, great!" Usually end up landing them, pulling them out of my back. Uh, Harry underscore thirty five. Think car shows need to have a dog of the show. There was a few nice dogs. Yes, were very good dogs. Nice good was, boys. Yes, All the best boys. Uh, yes, who was a Tom Martin? He had his dog. Um, John Moog. Had a dog. I don't think Simon had his. But it was a very a lot of nice dogs. Yeah. Should have them up on the stage. You could have yeah. interviewed them. I could have. But we talk more sense. Correct. <laughs> more sense than you get out of me anyway. <laughs> um, oh, just when you were sent interviewing that day as well, I found out I have a talking limit, which is incredible because I didn't think I, I had one. I don't think you do. No, I did. No. Like, I drove Disagree. home. I drove home after you were traveling, after t- talking on stage all day in your car on my own just listen to music and just like trying to decompress then got into her car here and i don't think we spoke pretty much until we got into lurgan was like what are we doing for dinner that's just busted that's just destroyed <laughs> um oh here we go slobbering session very good glennon 1275 paul so when i put out for the questions i had just took a photo of me working on the bora essentially it was up in axel stands he says will connor's bora be back on the road by monday my bet is it's another month Thanks, mate. <laughs> well, I, I had it back on the road last night, making some silly noises, and I just need to smear chemical metal on the sump today, so fuck you, Paul. Good to go. Yep. Uh, Simon.White, are neons back for good? Hopefully not. Hopefully so. I hope so. I like them. <laughs> I love them. I don't think they ever really went away. They were, they're not as big as they used to be, but you still see the odd car with I had them. neons in the Mark Three back in, like, 2016. Mm. I found them. I found them like uh, under my bed or something. It was clear out at home, and it was like, oh, and just fed them. Like, Amongst cool. other things under your bed, I'm sure, Connor. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, there's no knowing. My mum cleared my room out at home about I've n- two years ago. Mm. God knows. Uh, like, there was stuff sent up to our house. God knows what she bent. But we just didn't want to ask. Lovely. Uh, no, I've never been a fan of neons. Certain builds. Certain builds for me. So we're on a killing spree now. Which two is Robin thirty three Robin McGrath we talked about earlier? Uh, which two of the golf generation would you wipe off the earth? Mine is Mark four and Mark six. They can burn. Correct. You Mark four, Mark six hitter. No five no. and six. Well, basically all you've got, all you've got mm. is right. Mark one is the OG. Two and three are refinements. Four is a mistake. Five is the comeback. Six is a five point five, and then seven is the pinnacle with a seven point five being the best ever. You're almost right. You're forgetting one except there. Except you skipped that Mark Four is excellent. Mark Five is the mistake because they're the worst. You <laughs> several Mark Fours and several Mark Fives, and no, they're overweight. You're forgetting one, the Mark Eight. That's terrible. Yeah. So I would bend the Mark Eight. The melted Astra. They're yeah. Yes, actually, I'm going to change my. I'm going to say five and eight. They're probably a really good driving car. I still haven't got the drive one, but they're probably fantastic because the, the Mark 7, 7.5 is a great... Have you driven them? The Mark... 7 or 7.5? Oh, yeah. Have you, Lee? They're absolutely brilliant. No, but they look really nice. Um, They're a great car, but 
I would bin the eight and bin the six because the six is a cheap five. In my yeah, opinion. Well, it's, yeah. it's an accountant's version of the five. Oh, 100 percent. Sorry, Gethin. But yeah, <laughs> but they look the, nicer. No, no. I had a Mark Five over. You Mark have 6. to spend a lot of money to make them look nice. The Mark Six. Yeah. Aye. Marty Mim. He spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Still not even low. Uh, Jake, at least got a red. He does. Hi. Looks good. Uh, Jake underscore slow up. Most underrated car. A very difficult question because depends what you want to do with it. Mm. Use any answers. I have one. PT Cruiser. I got to slap you. Underrated. I don't know if it's underrated. Uh, the Peugeot 106 Rally. Phase 1, Phase 2. Yes. I don't think they were celebrated enough for how good a car they were. I think everybody wanted the 16 valves, didn't they? Pardon me. Um, yeah, I... I never really was a big fan of the Phase 1 106s until it's last maybe four or five years and they've really grown on me because they were kind of boxy. Yeah, I do like a 106. My, my friends back in the day had Phase 1 106 rallies and Phase 2s like, and they're just just such a great going car. And handling power back in the day, that is, probably wouldn't stand up to much today. Mm. Like. Oh, no, no. So even like, so if, like what... Mark V Golf 200 horsepower standard doesn't really stand up today compared to a lot of like diesel hatchbacks and shit like that, <laughs> you know, compared to those. But it's a bit like even Lee's Jetta. It's fun for what it is, but it's not fast in real world terms. But they are a fun car. What would you, Lee? Um, I can only, I suppose, speak from my own experience. Um, so Mark One Focus, like out of the box, a brilliant handling car. Just that, really good, for, like for their day. For that's a better answer than mine, but yeah, you're right. I do like those, and I think they, they get overlooked they look a lot. Nice, I think they still hold up fairly well today. Like they don't look super dated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell they're older, but they still look good on the road. Um, you I ever love the one a Mark built? Focus RS? Oh, so yeah. much. I think they're. I think they're far nicer than the more modern ones. Even yeah, yeah. You ever see the Focus, the Mark One Focus Brown build no. with the US bumpers and stuff on it? It was really, really nice cars before we knew them. What color is it? Like a silvery blue color, or maybe it was gray. It was that feel like color? Focus are a good car. I thought uh, it was red, ones, but maybe I'm thinking of Rocco's. You're thinking of Rocco's with the triangles. Yeah. <laughs> um, my pick for that would be Lee's old car, the Suzuki Swift Sport. Those oh, it was things class. are fun. They're cheap. Uh, Coog, Craig McCone. He tracks one. You might actually seen it down at Kirkuson. He tracks one. He went from 17s down to like 16s or 15s with a chunkier tire. And he says it just like all he does is replace brake pads on it. Back from my younger days, Suzuki Swift GTI, the 13, 16 valve. They were such an epic car back in the day. It's that thing of power to weight. You know, oh, they're so fantastic. good. It says Jack Lee underscore Mark II. Transporter HQ's new T7, not lowdown. You oh. originally sent in one saying uh, lowdown. What, what's the thoughts on the lowdown transporters new T seventy says no transporter? I Googled this, couldn't find any pictures of it. There's it there. Holy smokes. I think it's horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think the wheels don't now. do any favours. Even the whole front end, like if you look at that as a standard vehicle. Oh no, it's very Tron esque. Yeah, it doesn't like and those guys build some nice transporters, but That oh. one is not one of them. Yeah. It's, uh, they're starting to the I think it's the wheels that's letting it down, the old banded steel stories. No, it's the ID fucking front. It's horrible. Yeah, they're going with that kind of, like you were talking earlier, Nigel, but the way Audi do like a generational thing. Yeah, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that. I think it's sharp. There you go. You like it? No, (laughs) I don't. It's just the wheels don't do it any favour. 
Um, it's a van. Supposed to have steel wheels. S14 OCP. Oh. <laughs> Who gave Jamie the joke umbrella? <laughs> that would be me. That was, you, that was your fault, Nigel. So that was epic. That poor Jamie. Jamie basically engulfed him. You did. Jamie Jamie Hill was up talking on stage with me at Eurotraffing about his mini. And interview was going great. Everybody was enthralled because the details in that car are fucking amazing. It's such a good car. And he was talking his way through. The rain came on. Nigel kindly brought us two umbrellas. GTNI ones available in the store. Gent as I am. You were. And I was like, I actually said, it was like you wouldn't get service I got anywhere else. And we were standing. And but, but two minutes later, I was walking down the stage and I think. There was like something happened, which was basically the umbrella, Jamie's umbrella closed, dumped all the water over him. And it essentially closed around his head. <laughs> And it turns out that there are... It was like one of them flowers, you know, that opened during the day and yes. then closed at night. <laughs> Venus flytrap. And uh, So basically it's like, it's an automatic umbrella. You hit I the button. I don't think it was fully up. Oh, I well, no, uh, when or I hit the button... he the button, did I? I think he was footering with it and hit the button <laughs> and it just... And the audience erupted. I couldn't control myself, which is very professional on stage. Like, I was in kinks. And I uh, then when I started to come back around, I was like, this man's going to go absolutely apeshit. And fair play to him, he just laughed it off and was like, whoever gave me that needs sacked. I was like, that'll be Nigel. At which point I walked away. <laughs> Nigel was like Homer Simpson's into the hedge. Hedges, yeah. And luckily it was a hedge behind me. But it was a real good icebreaker because it yeah. just it's just settled everybody with such a good laugh. I did feel sorry for Jimmy when it happened, but he handled it much better than I would have. I'd have hit you with him. <laughs> uh, he says, also says, which was the better addition to Euro Traffin, the stage or the ice cream trailer? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to try on the ice cream. Did I you guys? I'm, I'm was disappointed. Stage. The stage was good. Um, I can't comment. Uh, I tried out the stage. I didn't try out the ice cream, so I'll have to report back next year. See which one you prefer. Yeah. Probably the, probably the ice cream. Um, our Noodle Hegarty. That's a fine, mighty fine shed you have there, Connor. Guards looks nice too. Thanks, Arn. Just shitting all over the borough. Uh, Kane Don were Super Tours or F2 kit cars the ultimate 90s motorsport icon Super Tours ah. the F2s are the front wheel drive uh, 2 litre yeah rally cars rally cars like you have the 306 Maxi the Ibiza the Ibiza F2 cars just revs so to the moon good. the Ah, the Zara Coops with the wide body. McGann. McGann Coops. McGann looks so good. Lee and I were debating this. I'm, I'm a big fan of both. I think I would edge the touring cars, but it'd be a close one thing. It's after the Laguna for you. It's like the Laguna. That. The Laguna just does it for I me. I grew up watching the you see, Super Tours. So. My, I didn't. I got into BTCC years later, and I grew up watching rallying, so that's probably why I'm edging towards the mm. F2 stuff. And I always had a real soft spot for the F2 Abithas. Really, really like those, because they're like they're quite short and they're quite wide, so it makes them look even wider again. But that whole era, you can really see how, like in the nineties into the two thousand, that that sort of influence, like car modifying, like a Max Power. You can see like the kits, and, yeah, and yep. like the super touring cars were run so low with big wheels, which was the whole style and still is today. You can see That's the influence. Where still static came from. Oh, was it? No, I'm only joking. Oh, <laughs> could be Marty Bim, like <laughs> Super Tour himself. That's his nickname now, Super Tour. That's, uh, we'll have to, yeah, we'll make that stick. Um, that dot silver dot wagon. Try not to buy more wheels with the wedding in five days. Is that frowned upon? By Absolutely way. not. Congratulations on the wedding. I would like to say I've been following his stories recently, and he is like been posting stuff about his suit he's been like it's like the male version of say yes to the dress <laughs> but he's like 
so excited and I'm so here for it because I love it. I'm so glad that he's so excited about it. You looking for an invite? I like this. <laughs> yes, congratulations on the, the back, wedding. Back of the church, Lee, with a microphone recording the podcast. Like you. <laughs> I'm here for you. Uh, Arnold says, delighted to see the PD swap on the Boras getting started. Big fuck you. I think I'll never see Diesel. We also have Borley, aka on Instagram, that dick Borley, and that's not me just saying that. He says, What's the first set of wheels you ever bought? So a 14 inch BBS for a Mark III Polo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I got them so cheap in Marketplace. Single piece wheels? Yeah. They're the same ones I had in the Nova? Four by 100. Uh, I think it came off a of Passat. Aye. Is that the first wheel you ever bought? No. You bought wheels before that? Yeah. I thought we were going to have a wee moment here. No, but that would have been nice. I don't know. It wasn't Marketplace. It was back then. What would it have been? Gumtree? No. Ads for free? Buy and sell? Yes. The Yellow Pages ones? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I went into the mountains of Crumlin. God love you. To get them. <laughs> what was your first wheels? Um, I don't even know what they were. Um, They were 50 quid wheels that my dad found in a scrapyard that I put on the Nova. They were like five spoke. Oh, so they were before the, Alloys of some the BBS wheels? I, I couldn't even tell you what they were. Disgraceful. Aye. Because yeah. Lee had the same wheels in her Nova as well that you are talking about there for the Polo, but that was obviously before that. Mm. Very disappointing. He's let me down. Um, my first wheels were a set of Ace wheels. I don't even know what model they were. It was on the Corsa. That was the first wheels I ever bought brand new. They were like, look a bit like, you know the T36s? Is it 36s? The Jap boys all go mad for the six spoke. You see them on everything. Rover oh, copied them the for six years. Aye. T38s. 38s, I know. Or the 30s. One of them things. I'm just here, thinking Check here. us in our Jap knowledge. Yeah. They copied Rota, didn't they? Aye. Ah, that's it. <laughs> Most of the wheels I've ever bought have been from a scrapyard. Yeah, Lee, Lee's BBS has come from a scrapyard. They came from a scrapyard. Your Pajero wheels. Pajero wheels weren't in a scrapyard, but they were in a yard full Breaker. of scrap cars. Well, which was your dad's yard. yard. Yeah. I bought those KWs off Matt. They weren't from a scrapyard. Oh, that's right, actually, yeah. But yeah, most of the ones I've bought. Oh, you've never bought new wheels? No. You, splash out. <clears throat> and then there's another question here, which we can't answer this week, but it'll be a bit of homework for yourselves. So you guys haven't seen this yet because he sent it to me directly. Uh, it's from Dennis, DLM, Dennis LeCouf Machining. And this one definitely is a homework one. He says, you've made your way to Dingle, for a family member's funeral. Surprise, they've left you an inheritance. £8,008 and 50p, which translates to boobs when you read it out. Very good. I like it. <laughs> uh, that man had a Casio calculator. Oh, yes. Turn her upside down. Is it euro or sterling? Uh, pounds. Okay. So, but you must buy a vehicle and the first one to arrive and carry and have the most points wins. Right? Uh, so, First, you have to arrive. So, first to arrive, combine top speed and miles per gallon. Points divided in two. I'll send you this. Top speed, whoever's first gets five points, three points, one point, working okay. their way down. So, there's points for top speed, not the 60, best miles per gallon, most interior space, and the cool factor, which you can argue amongst yourselves. There's one last kicker, though. He says, one last thing. Some of your family members decide to join you at the last minute to come with you. One geriatric cousin and their partner with their kid, which rules out obviously a two-door or like a two-seater, like an MX-5 or something. So we'll leave on that and we'll come back. I'll send us that and we can pick a car throughout the week. Okay. We have two weeks to do it. Yeah. Or should we? I'm going to win. 
No, Lee will get super upset with this. And also lives in hotels most of the week with nothing to do in the evening. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Instant advantage to Lee. So also, yes. I know the roads, so I'm going to win the race. Also true. <laughs> so that's us, folks, for another episode. We will wrap it up. Not quite yet. <gasps> it's He's back. back. <laughs> this actually going Don't down know how really long well. Going for. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Nigel's conspiracy corner. So conspiracy corner. <laughs> Lee's <laughs> loving this. <laughs> stop! Stop crying, Lee. So unexpected. <laughs> Do you like the way I dropped that in? I did. <laughs> Jack Hill will love this. <laughs> <laughs> so Porsche actively engages in historical cover-ups. The theory is, contrary to official stories, the Volkswagen Beetle, Porsche 356 and the Porsche 911 were designed by any member, weren't designed by any member of the Porsche family. With the Beetle's theories about the car's true origins range from a Jewish man named Joseph Gans, who designed a very similar car several years earlier, to then Ferdinand Porsche outrightly copying significant chunks of the of another even more similar car built by Tatra. Also, there's the story of Erwin Komoda. He designed the Beetle, 356, the 911, only to have his personal archive, literally his life's work and design sketches taken posthumously after bequeathing it to the Porsche family on his deathbed, according to his family while under diminished mental capacity. The story goes that this allowed Porsche to call Ferdinand Porsche the father of VW, Ferry Porsche the father of the 956, and Bootsy Porsche, the father of the 911. Those pesky Germans up to no good as usual. <laughs> Where are your papers? <laughs> that concludes Nigel's Conspiracy Corner. I like it. Goodbye. Big fan of this. <laughs> that, that went down really well with a lot of people the last time. <laughs> uh, feel free to send me Conspiracy Corners because I say I run out of these run out quick. Of yeah. And then I'll have to go down the whole QAnon route and you'll just... You'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> These will turn into four-hour episodes. <laughs> Which, to be honest, we could probably do four-hour episodes the way we're going here. Uh, yes, thank you very much. We'll leave it there, folks. Anything else? Anybody else wants to say? We're all good. I would like to give a shout-out to everyone who has contributed to buy me a coffee. Yes. Because we are currently sitting here with some snazzy new mic stands. Oh, fantastic. And a new headphone splitter, because the old one was really dodgy. And we can hear ourselves now, which is great. And it is awesome. So, thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, as always, folks, you can catch us on all social media platforms, unless we're shadow banned, as usual, it seems mm. to be. Maybe I start talking about QAnon, we're screwed. I was going to say, you get into that, and we're definitely <laughs> never seen again. We'll be abducted. Uh, you can find us on those, at Reload Podcast. Individually, I am at Connor McCann. I'm at Maxwell House 46. And I am at VDubboy. And we'll see you again, folks. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Connor McCann and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont. This is episode 66. Previously we had Nigel doing fast facts on the no. On the previous episode we had Nigel oh, what is wrong with me this morning? <laughs> it's too early. It is. Nigel doing fast facts. Oh, My Jesus. name's Nigel. 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 I'm him now. <laughs> it's contagious. Con con. Con con. <laughs> Uh, Blooper reel. Is going the execute order sixty six. This is going the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>